and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast talking about entertainment, news, and reviews. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Bat Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Yeah, how's that? That worked? I like it. Yeah, I dig it. I, kinda, I like the rhyme. I like the news and reviews rhyme. I like it. This is it's episode very... 201, and if you were just now tuning in, it's episode 201, and we were figuring out our intro. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so this is our new uh, new f- format. Uh, if you are a uh, a legacy listener, meaning you've listened to us in the past or are still listening. If you are the one and only legacy the listener. <laughs> oh, there's about four of them. Uh, and if you are or if you are a uh, new listener deciding to hop in on episode 201 specifically. Weird place to start. Yeah, weird place to start. It. Don't know how you found us at this exact moment. Uh, we used to talk about whole bunch of different topics about entertainment yeah about why things were how things work um but uh we uh we don't we're we are limited on time we are mid-20s um one of us is a business owner one of us is getting married woo, woo. um take a wild guess at which one's which <laughs> uh and we can't research all of that stuff so we pulled everything back a little bit and uh we're gonna focus on the easy the easy parts of the podcast and yeah. also the pretty much the origin of our friendship in general which was just shooting the shit about what books we're reading what movies were tv shows we're watching and mm-hmm. then also like the things the news things that are happening and yeah. our theories on stuff and just the just talking about it yeah um so that's what's gonna happen yeah uh starting with this week we are going to talk about news every odd episode will be news of mm-hmm. entertainment uh and every even number starting next week will be all the what you been up to's of Though us. we can't guarantee that those won't also be very odd in their own way that is in fact true <laughs> uh comedy yeah and so our uh, our watchman up twos will be a little bit more review heavy. That might even yeah. be where we do reviews for movies we watch. Sure, um, sure. But uh, that's next week. Yeah, or in an hour for us. Yep. But Matt Preston, what's been going on? What's going on in the world? What's going on in the world? Entertainment world. I, uh, entertainment I don't want to talk about <laughs> a lot of the things that are going <laughs> on in the world. Many, many many things are going on in the world. <laughs> Um, well, I want to answer your question with a question. Mm-mm. How do you spell that little noise that the Netflix icon makes? Gung, gung, that thing? Yeah. Uh, to me, it's like a G-U-N-G, like a... Gung, gung? Gung, gung. Oh, Not to God. be confused with gung, gun, but... <laughs> <laughs> How uh, did Netflix say that they... Like... Netflix had an event. Jesus Christ. They called it Tudum. T-U-D-U-M. <laughs> I oh I guess it is kind of a tadum. Yeah, I would I would read it maybe more as a dadum, yeah. but I can see it tadum. So that's their. Uh, kind of, oh my god! <laughs> I think I think it. I think I'm on board with the tadum because I think the first one is a lot more like accented. Yeah, it is kind of like more like a tadum. Yeah, they probably focus grouped it. Yeah, well, I'm glad they didn't ask me because they would have got gung <laughs> gung gun. <laughs> <laughs> jar jar binks. <laughs> yeah so, way too long to think of that name yep so yeah this is kind of their uh their dc fandom or their mm. comic-con they did a whole bunch of trailers and announcements for things oh yeah they're making enough stuff to warrant that aren't they yep 
yeah. Um, we are as a society. It's yeah. fine. So I'll go through some of the highlights. Um, we got a new teaser for Stranger Things Season 4. Yay. Kind of. see that. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's like a little haunted house thing. There's sort of a flashback to the nice little 50s family, and they're living in their nice little 50s home, and then the lights start flickering. Uh-oh. We know what that means in Stranger Things. Uh, Someone needs to pay the electrical bill. Exactly. Yeah. That's what that means. Yep. Pay your Good bills, yo. Yep. Uh, and then it cuts to the modern day, and everyone's breaking in. Uh, all the kids are breaking into the, the house. It's now old and abandoned. Um, Steve is there. Um, hey, Daddy. Yeah, except they're all as tall as him now. It's oh, kind of God, funny. yeah. <laughs> um, Dustin quotes Sherlock Holmes. It's fun. The movie or? The original book. Okay. Yeah. What does he say? Uh, Elementary, dear Steve? <laughs> no, it's it's more interesting line than that. Uh, I don't remember it off the top of my head. It's like a... How do you know it's a Sherlock Holmes quote? Because he says... Oh. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's good. Uh, it doesn't give away very much, um, but it, 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 I mean, it was a great show. What's that season supposed to be about? Like, do we know anything about, like, we're, like, I haven't seen anything about Stranger Things since binging season three. Yeah. A week after it came out. So what trajectory gotten... are we on? Is the, the big scary thing out? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's contained. So I think it seems from this, like they're doing a little more proactive investigative work. Like, okay. hey, I wonder if these sorts of stranger things have happened before. <laughs> Had to get it in there. Uh, let's go see if we can dig up some clues or something. Okay. See what's going on here. That's kind of cool. Um, there was a teaser a few months back that was like a flashback to the facility where Eleven was raised. Right. Yes. Um, there was a teaser before that that showed uh, Hopper at a Russian prison camp yep. with um, Jack and Hagar as one of the guards. Oh, yeah. Which was kind of fun. And then uh, Florence Pugh came in and rescued him. Right. Yep. It was good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's see. We got a Bridgerton season two clip. Uh, Tiger King two. Mm. No, <laughs> we didn't need the first one. I hated that it happened. Apparently it was really good. I, I never saw it. Never saw it. I hated everything that like just kept. It was one of those movies. Everyone's got stuff like this. TV shows. TV shows, whatever. One of those things that you know it is probably fu- good, mm-hmm. like you, you hear yeah. it's good, but you hate it because everyone talks about it so much. Yeah, it's. I think Game of Thrones was that for a lot of people. That's fair. Um, and that was it for me. That was one of them for me. It was just I. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was probably pretty good, mm-hmm. but oh my god, the memes and the. Just the internet explosion about it. Yeah. And the fact that it was Oklahoma and I'm like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got a new trailer for Witcher season two. That I'm stoked for. Extoked? Extoked. Extoked. It is your... We get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I am not stoked, but I enjoyed the first season. It's intensely goofy, mm-hmm. but in a really fun way. So we'll see. Uh, there's a trailer for Don't Look Up, starring Leo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep. Something, something, end of the world. I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. I did see. Is it Brad Pitt? 
Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio. Maybe it was Leo DiCaprio. Maybe. I think it was because I think I saw the teaser for that. It was him like talking mm-hmm. to nobody. Uh, I don't know. Maybe nobody. I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. I, I could watch it. I could sit here and watch it right now. Nah. Don't really want to. Uh, we got a teaser for season four of Ozark. I gave up on that one after two seasons. It's pretty good, but it's just. I don't know. Is that always a Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's kind of slow and kind of unpleasant and a little less interesting than it thinks it is. Hmm. Um, Cinematography is weird. Everything's got like this heavy blue filter. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. There's some good stuff in the first season, but it's it's just, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, we got a first look at Sandman. <gasps> That's one of those things that I just exist excited for, but have never consumed a sentence of Sandman. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I realized oh, this was my moment of like, okay, I should probably actually start reading this stuff. Yeah. So I, uh, that's like really high on my list. The mystery theater. Um, mm-hmm. cause that is, that's, it's just one of those things that it's just like, it's so solid and it has such a strong, I don't know if it has a strong following. It just has a strong, like creative push behind it. Yeah. It's one of those things when people talk about like the best comics of all time, you can get answers like Watchmen and V mm-hmm. for Vendetta and Sandman. Yeah. Um, cause they, uh, the audible original, like Amazon audible mm-hmm. original, they did a, uh, was it just a audio book of the book Sandman? That's like an audio adaptation. Yeah. Sort of. had like James McAvoy and mm-hmm. several other names. Probably. It did have several names. No, it was just James names. McAvoy. He played <laughs> everyone. <laughs> uh yeah no that's mostly i mean there's a lot of other stuff but um most of it is not particularly exciting or high profile we got a trailer for army of thieves which is the prequel to army of the dead Zack snyder's apparently fairly mediocre zombie heist movie you know as long as he's creating stuff that's not dc and it's for (laughs) someone else uh i'm fine like let let's let's allow him to be moderately successful with something away from dc that's fair <laughs> so that he never comes back what you don't want him to realize his version of justice league 2 <laughs> dark side stomps around all angry like i'm so glad he's done <laughs> not so excited for that yeah nope. um let's see there was a teaser for extraction 2 Oh, starring Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworthies. the Chrisest of the Hemsworths. Yeah, there's I mean, I don't think there was Is there... much, if any, new footage. They've just played the last scene from the <laughs> <laughs> what last happens movie. at the end. It doesn't really like lend itself to a sequel, does it? It could have been self-contained. It could have been self-contained. Um, You know, he gets shot and falls off the bridge. And Oh, yeah, he's supposed to be dead at the end isn't he no but then because of the very last shot the kid kind of looks up and there's a blurry figure in the distance is it him nah it's not him yeah it's definitely him (laughs) um there was uh let's see yeah that's most of the oh uh got sort of a brief 
preview of Enola Holmes 2. Man, I gotta watch some of these things. I, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, plenty of other stuff. Um, yeah, some of the highlights there. So, all right. What do you it? think? What do you think about Netflix doing something like this in the first place? Ooh, it's a good question. I feel like any issue I have with it doing it in the first place isn't with Netflix or mm-hmm. a streaming service doing it. It's the existence of these conferences in general. Mm-hmm. And I've made my opinion known on things like E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's they're outdated yep. and unnecessary in the wild and active consumption of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I I guess if it's if it's a thing that they know psychologically gets people more hyped about many of the things of Netflix. Or if there is some business decision for keeping it all announced, all the announcements or stuff all at once, mm-hmm. or something that people can look forward to, sure, um, to talk about and then talk about for a little bit afterwards, then maybe, like, well, probably, maybe like it's <sighs> announcements get more like screen time if it's during a convention because like people sometimes miss announcements or trailers of things right um i don't know i yeah i I feel like that any of my my issues with it apply to every convention including dc fandom Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's valid if it's not something that is more interactive or um community communitive communitarian communist (laughs) (laughs) uh like so san diego comic-con right yes announcements happen but the people that go to comic-con don't go for the announcements right it's for the cosplay and the community and all of the cool stuff that goes on at comic-con getting to meet mark hamill yeah and like panels where you can ask questions and stuff but stuff like dc fandom and this and ubisoft connect mm-hmm. and all these like all these different conferences that exist that have broken out from the like main um collage conferences yeah um are just they're just a list of youtube videos for you to watch yeah basically and I don't know why waste your money speaking to the uh, developer or the producers. Mm -hmm. Why waste your money paying people to plan this whole thing and advertise an event when you could just release your announcements as it, as they happen. Like probably something to do with my guess would be stock price. Like that's true. You know, one little announcement, they announced Enola Holmes too. stock price doesn't take a bump. They drop 25 high profile things that a lot of people are going to get excited about 100 percent true i did not think about that people are like oh yeah this is hype let's buy some netflix stock yeah i'm gonna buy some netflix stock are you no i'm not gonna buy some netflix stock (laughs) don't buy stock buy mutual funds be safe uh (laughs) yeah that's a good point i mean in in that context i think like for the perspective of a business Mm -hmm. smart idea yeah I mean, I'm sure they've thought this through. Oh, for sure. Like, there's no way in a capitalist country or 
becoming cap i mean everything's entertainment is basically centered around the united states mm-hmm. um that something that is not beneficial to them monetarily would ever continue um right but yeah that's my thoughts those are my thoughts on it happening okay what about I, you i think those are some good and useful thoughts yeah um i said my bit about the stock price so i think it is valid and justified and explainable um i kind of like it as a fan honestly you know some of these things would otherwise slip under my radar so it's kind of nice to just be able to go down the list and be like oh okay here's all the things that are happening here's what i should be excited about yeah oh i should probably start reading sandman because mm-hmm. that's coming soon we don't have a release i said date, that when but... they announced why the last man we mm-hmm. saw where that ended up have not touched why the last man <laughs> why not <laughs> get out it's a good movie wait it's a movie get out oh uh turn that around on you didn't i Mm -hmm. um all right other news in case you can't tell we are very low energy today yeah (laughs) (laughs) i helped buy a car today so i'm a little tired spent a lot of time in the i bought some ties bought some ties yep i bought some wins gotta do better man pay those refs yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh what'd you say before other news other should news. we get into other news yeah we can talk about other news shang chi has crossed 200 million dollars at the u.s box office Yay! first movie to do so since bad boys for life in february 2020 wow yeah really yep domestic box office has not been so hot past year and a half nope. but also Wonder did they they didn't do a premiere they did they did yeah and that's in box office that's not even including disney plus sales. yeah good for that movie yep i feel like word of mouth helped yes everyone i heard watch it said they really liked it yeah there's a lot of strong positivity yep and things are just like i feel like breaking into uh society commentary for a little bit oh let's do it i feel like with the pandemic in the united states like this Mm -hmm. has definitely got to be different in every other country because every other country has handled this some of them have measurably different uh uh We've kind of resigned ourselves to, instead of it being a lockdown away for the pandemic to be over, that this is the way it is from now on, and we should mm-hmm. just continue to try to live our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, And so that means going to movie theaters and stuff like that more yeah. often, even though we are almost at 800,000 deaths yeah. when 200... Remember when a quarter of the number we're at now was like a big deal? Yep. Love it. <laughs> it's great. Yep. Anyway, that's why I think that Shang-Chi did a little bit better because people were more willing to go to movies because it's just, this is the way it is now. Yeah, people are more comfortable. They're vaccinated. They don't want to. Getting booster shots now. It's good stuff. Yep. If only half our population would just freaking wise up. God. We're not promoting the podcast anymore. (laughs) I don't really care if I get a little salty. (laughs) Speaking of Marvel people making money, Scarlett Johansson made some money. They settled. They settled. We think she made money. We don't know what the settlement was. We have no details on it. The uh, reporting is that it's $40 I don't think that's for sure. Right. But that's the... Where did the reporting come from? Because when I got the announcement, it was like no details have been disclosed and Disney was basically like, look forward to working with her on Tower of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> kind of with their tail between their legs. Yeah. Uh, Deadline was the uh, agency that um, broke the story. I'm not actually sure. I don't think they have 
inside sourcing necessarily. Oh, that's just their theory. Um, I don't think it's theorizing. I think it's more rumors um, inside, like, anonymous sources. Mm. They didn't talk to Scarlett and be like, hey, Scarlett, right. how much money did you make? No. Um, that seems plausible. She was suing for $50 million. Yeah. Um, that seems like a reasonable, we'll just, we'll settle it, we'll forget about it, we'll go make a bunch of money on Tower of Terror, and we'll yep. pay you better for that one. Yep. I think they will make money from Tower of Terror. Did Jungle Cruise make money? I mean, don't, Jungle Cru- Cruise... Jung- <laughs> wow! <laughs> Jungle Cruise was kind of in a tough spot because it came out during a yeah. pandemic. Um, I imagine it did fairly well. Let me box office mojo this real quick. Um, I mean, okay. Pirates of the Caribbean made a lot of money. Well, yeah, and that's what I was about to say. Is like, I'm interested to see, like, because they did Pirates... And then a long time between Pirates and Jungle Cruise and no time at all between Jungle Cruise and Tower of Terror. Well, they did Haunted Mansion right after Pirates. And that movie was so bad you forgot it existed until this very moment. I don't think I ever knew it existed. That movie was so bad you didn't even know it existed (laughs) until this very moment. (laughs) Um, So what we're saying is that Jungle Cruise is going to be, was was really good and it's going to get a sequel that's pretty good and then another sequel that's not good and then a few really laughable experiences to put in your face mm-hmm. and then tower of terror is going to do really bad that no one's going to know what happened probably that's the pattern that's going to happen they're going to do a good old one-two punch history repeats itself yep uh jungle cruise is just over 200 million at the worldwide box office not terrible not terrible but what was their budget um say it doesn't say i would guess probably 75 million just spitballing here closer to like 100 um because it had some pretty heavy effects in the trailer alone oh 200 wow so they lost money yep oof oof maybe it got people to go see oh my god have you seen pictures or videos of disneyland right now nope do you know what's going on at disneyland right now nope this is this weekend, like as of like right now, the day we are recording, it's the 50th anniversary of Disneyland oh. or Disney World, Disneyland. Which one's the one in Florida? World. Disney World. Um, and it's a whole thing. Kayla and I were actually thinking about going, mm-hmm. uh, but because of budgets, we decided not to. Right. Um, and oh my God, the line to get waffles <laughs> is twice as long than I've ever seen an actual ride line in my life <laughs> in all of the places i've gone and i've gone to several of the six flags yep uh, universal disney world it's just it's absolutely nuts because everybody's going yeah i feel like if you were there right now you get one ride you choose which ride it's going to be and you might get it before the chuck or the, before the park closes yeah <laughs> yeah it just sounds really unpleasant to me like i'm gonna i'd rather go in the off season and yeah have decent lines yeah yeah but no, oh well, people want the these uh, Disney adults really want their 50th anniversary memorial cup that they will. I guess if the people that are going probably get the cup and then I frame it. How do you frame a cup? You get like one of those little glass showcases yeah, that you do for like things, a yeah. yeah for like a signed baseball or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand, but I. <laughs> don't understand yeah neither do I. <laughs> that's Disney a... adults are a uh are a whole thing yep what else uh book of boba fett has gotten a release date <gasps> december 29th this year this year wow yeah 
apparently they've been working on it. Yeah. So. Do you care about that? Not even slightly. Neither do I. I mean, maybe slightly. I, I love the Boba Fett between three and four. And that is because I read the Boba Fett series. Mm. And it starts... It's actually interesting because it, it starts before episode two. Like, it, like you, okay. you experience Obi-Wan's visit through his eyes. Well, actually, even before that, you experience Zam and his, his, his uh. relationship with Zam. And then her death. And then, like how that affects his dad. Mm -hmm. And then you see Obi-Wan's visit through him. And then you experience uh, the Geonosis through his eyes. Mm -hmm. And then he does and does a whole bunch of stuff. And basically he targets the, um, each book is kind of centered around one of the uh, members of the separatist council. Okay. And so he targets what toe, what? No, the techno union will sign your tree and like that guy mm. uh and then the banking clan like he goes for the banking clan and that guy and like each of them i don't think he assassinates them or like goes for them directly i can't remember the plot of the entire series mm -hmm. but it's he goes to each of those places and it fleshes out like the culture of all of these different planets and like he goes to the underground of coruscant which is i think the only time i think it's the first time that that was ever like portrayed okay um it's been portrayed many times since of course um and then like one thing that i love is like so he he takes his dad's armor after geonosis and he buries it on geonosis mm -hmm. and he goes and does stuff for like two books and then he comes back in like book five and digs it up and then repaints it and like uh, uh and repaints the slave one and then he goes off and he actually meets Anakin on an asteroid. Like, I think, like, the way my brain when I was a kid interpreted this, I am surprised I remember this. Also, you know how I said I didn't read ever? Mm -hmm. Apparently that was a lie because I definitely read a lot of these books. <laughs> um, and I also, oh my God. I'm remembering everything I read. I read the Spiderwick Chronicles. I read uh -huh. Rangers Apprentice. Sure. I read, oh my God, I read when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> who am i <laughs> anyway uh it was like book five or six and it has anakin on the cover and the scar is on the wrong side and i remember that and ah. then when reading that book so what what he, he meets him in what my brain interpreted as is a gas station on an asteroid <laughs> and i don't i don't know why but that image is so clearly in my head it's like a 7-eleven just on an asteroid um and he meets Anakin while he's there. And Anakin has, I think, it, he had a uh, Starfighter before his the one that he has in 3. Mm -hmm. So he has, like, a yellow version of Obi-Wan's red one from 2. Right. Um, and he meets him, but he's got his helmet on. So Anakin doesn't know that he's who he is. Uh -huh. He recognizes the Mandalorian armor, but Anakin knows that the Mandalorians are like a thing. I don't remember what happened with the conversation, but when reading it, I was like, holy shit, this is so cool because he, <laughs> he's going to work for Anakin in like five years. And it was like Anakin right before, obviously before episode three. So like, right. it's just that kind of cross period. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think about that book or like the next book is when I stopped and I didn't read like the next two. Oh yeah. And like, I don't know. I, that book series got me really into Boba Fett and 
I loved Boba Fett, and then like my whole theory with the Boba Fett being Amelia Clark, <laughs> what made me even more excited about Boba Fett, and then this, I, I don't remember when watching Mandalorian how I felt about Boba Fett. I know I wasn't fully on board with it. Mm-hmm. I think I thought it was cool. It's like, oh, cool. It's how do you pronounce his name? Tamura. Tamura. Yes. Uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like he's back. He's fat and has a skirt, so I'm a little like, sure. What? And then, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm stuck in the what I wanted Boba Fett to be for so long. Yeah, is just not even remotely close to what he is now. Like what we're getting of him. Like, I want that. There's so much that we could that you can do with Boba Fett between. Three and four. Yeah. I guess three and five, technically. Really? Sure. Um, or no, two and five. Because we don't see Boba in three. Right. You've got okay. yep. all of that time. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. they'll do that with Book of Boba Fett. Like, maybe it'll be like him. Like, it'll kind of be framed of obviously older him talking about stuff. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. Disney has the de-aging stuff on lock. Yeah. Maybe they'll do some, like, he's telling a story of, like, what he did back then. And we get to learn about like what he did between them mm-hmm. or we just get Bo- old Boba Fett doing old yep. Boba Fett things. It's interesting that they call it the book of Boba Fett though, which sounds That's like true. it is some sort of record or something. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Yep. I really hope so me saying I'm not excited at all is my expectation that it's going to be this point forward. Just old fat Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba mashing fat. heads on. <laughs> I cannot believe I have not made that joke yet. <laughs> I am appalled and disgraced. <laughs> I think many hundreds have made that joke before you. <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah, that's my thoughts. All right. Cool. What were my other news items? I had two more. Uh Ridley Scott is apparently working on the script for Gladiator 2. How long has it been? 25 years? 21 years. 21 Came out years. in 2000. What happens at the end of Gladiator? Does he die? Yeah. There was originally a son. I haven't seen not it. anymore. I need to. Yeah, no. Originally, he had a concept for a sequel that was like some. He comes back as a ghost and fights the gods or something. I don't know. It was it That's was some, weird and much more cosmic than the original. That is some Clash one. of the Titans shit right there. Yeah, because the original <laughs> one was it's just it's super grounded and yeah. Um, you know what it's gonna be? What is he's reincarnated in the modern age and it's the gladiator of Facebook. Kind of wouldn't shock me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I, like. Ugh. I could I could imagine a world in which there's a gladiator movie that would have a really good late sequel. You know, the old general comes out of retirement from yeah. the farm for one last battle, but it's not how the movie ended. And like, I guess you can do some sort of like continuation of the legacy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's some interesting seeds planted for how the world is going to go from there. But I just, I don't know what kind of a story there is to tell. Um, and I think the other big problem with it is this was a like a i mean it was a pre-9-11 movie and it shows it doesn't have that same cynicism and uh moral ambiguity it's dark it's gritty but Mm -hmm. it's 
you know, it's got heroism and hope and um it just apparently it, a great soundtrack. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. <laughs> that was one of the soundtracks I grew up listening to. You're like, it's got themes and ideas, and I'm like, music. <laughs> Music's pretty great. Yeah. He uh he borrows a lot of elements from I mean, at some point he straight up straight up quotes Mars from the planets. Right. Um but he uses that as sort of the basis for like pretty the much battle what the music marches is mars a little bit yeah yeah not as aggressively as the battle from gladiator oh, okay. soundtrack but um yeah no there's a lot of a lot of good stuff in there um but uh yeah i no details at all about it he, he's writing the script so he's got some sort of idea and i'm not sure how i feel about ridley scott revisiting franchises because last time he did that it was prometheus and then alien colon covenant neither of which was particularly good yeah so we'll see we'll see maybe i'll surprise you yeah unlikely given that it would have been a surprise but uh yeah we'll see see if it does anything yep uh and then some some music news music news beethoven's coming out with a new symphony oh that one's been see if i can do my mental math here uh 194 years yeah since he died man what's he been doing all this time decomposing Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i feel like there was a better version of that joke I mean, it's a stripped down version of the, you know, the actual joke that he's been decomposing for so long. It's about time he de- he composed. <laughs> no, the original version is guy walks by a, um, a, a cemetery in Vienna and he hears uh, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony being played backwards. And uh... He asks the guy, he asks the cemetery keeper, hey, what's that? And he's like, oh, Beethoven decomposing. Yeah, I've heard that joke. Got all humor that you can even tell children. It's a good one. <laughs> yep. About decomposition of corpses. So the hell's this about? Beethoven's Tenth Symphony. Um. So before Isn't he... the whole thing is that he never reached ten. Yeah, the whole curse of the ninth. That's yeah. a that's a whole interesting sub story on its own. Why are they giving it a tenth? Um. So before he died, um, he died in eighteen twenty seven. He completed the Ninth Symphony in eighteen twenty four. Um. And. Before he died, he had started sketching out some ideas for the Tenth Symphony. Kind of know what the general shape of it was would be. Um, a lot of the material is mostly just for the first movement, mm-hmm. um, and there was an attempted reconstruction of I think just that first movement at some point in the nineties. Um, this actually happens a lot with uh, human composers. Um, Elgar's Third Symphony. Someone did something similar, recomposed the whole thing. Is that human composers? Yes, we'll get into it. Um, oh did they use ai i was gonna make that joke i was like what did they do like take the thing where you put all the (laughs) harry potter books into a thing and then like have it spit out a script for a new book basically god i love ai and that's just because that's my education speaking but like Mm -hmm. ai is so crazy yeah so i mean we'll see if it works out they did um a few years ago they tried an ai reconstruction of schubert's unfinished symphony finishing the last two movements The music was pretty good, but it was basically just the first two movements over again. Yeah. Um, it picked up a couple of those tricks. And... It's probably going to feel like uh, Han Solo in Solo compared to the actual I Han could, Solo. Yeah, we could. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so they they knew that they were trying to come at this and they knew the 
complexity of the problem they're facing that they're yeah. going with basic very loose sketches and they need to assemble um, a symphony that's not just putting those sketches fleshed out but extrapolating a whole new musical material for the right. different movements from that um so they've got the ai teamed up with a couple of actual real life composers mm-hmm. um and beethoven scholars um and they had it uh they kind of they set a whole bunch of the different parameters like okay so here's all of beethoven's music here's the material we're working from um here's how he used other sketches to build into this uh here's kind of some formal limitations so the first movement's going to be fast sonata form and Mm -hmm. the second movement's going to be slow and the third movement's going to be scherzo and fourth movement's probably going to be a rondo and you know they can they can fit all that in there. Yeah. Um. It remains to be seen. The whole thing hasn't been released yet. It comes out I think next week. They're doing a performance in Germany and releasing a recording. Mm. Um. But they've released some snippets. I listen to it. It's. I mean, it sounds like Beethoven. It sounds like kind of a nondescript moment from the middle of something. Yeah. But we'll see if it turns out. I'm I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Um. This is going to be so. Actually, this is a really interesting. I, th- I think this is something that we can put a pin in for um, a possible series of episodes mm-hmm. for when we get to content. Yeah. Um, I've always thought about how entertainment can become entirely automated mm-hmm. because m- pop music is so formulaic. You can essentially just shove an idea into it and it'll just fill in the structure gaps and then just spit out a pop music, pop song. Yep. Um, and so mu- music can do that. Movies, like movie scripts. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, everyone who writes movie scripts are going to hate me for saying this, but I feel like it's getting to a point that a lot of movies we watch are so formulaic and just, like, what beats they hit at certain points, what characters do in order to create mm-hmm. uh, illicit emotions. Mm-hmm. So, like, this character, this is the main character, this is a side character. There are, like, I'm bullshitting a number, eight versions of a side character to a main character that mm-hmm. what they do and interact with the story, stuff like that, that can all be very formulaic. Yep. And so you can essentially create a formula for 70 types of movies and then spit out 210 movies that are three of each of them. Mm-hmm. And then that's also, where we got Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have proven that we can bring actors back to life somewhat believably. Mm-hmm. Um, technology will continue to be refined will continue to be refined and so we can essentially just automate and model and ai all of entertainment mm-hmm. and i'm gonna hate that <laughs> well i think there's always going to be storytellers that are looking for interesting things to do sure the pop culture stuff might be uh formulized but i I still think we might be a hundred years from a point where we can do that effectively enough that we can get stuff that people will actually really pay to right. watch. Yeah. Cause like the effort put into writing a symphony involves probably dozens of people actively making decisions and stuff to mm-hmm. guide this AI into creating something that is remotely palatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we were to just do, have you ever read those, um, or seen clips of mm-hmm. where they like we put all we put the script of all the Harry Potter movies into it and this is what it gave us. Yeah. Like and how god awful it is. I think most, most of, of those them are, are fake. fake. <laughs> yes, most of them are fake. But um yeah, we may be a hundred years away, but like that is a trajectory that I feel like our society is headed. 
mm-hmm. um, because we value automation so much and yeah. taking out the invariables of an actress who can sue you for when you just want to do something different. True. Valid. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a... Uh... I'm, I'm going to put this for my future universe, like how entertainment is made is genuinely by AI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little mad about this because about three or four years ago, um, I sketched out a short story that's in a world where um, there aren't really actors anymore. You know, you get someone and you make a model of their face and you have them yeah. come in and record lines for a couple of days and then they just go out and act. And one of the little side stories in that was... Um, the guy's listening on the radio to a AI composed symphony oh, um, yeah. by a dead composer, and like all these things are actually happening. And if I'd actually, you know, finished the story and put it out four years ago, it would have been prescient. But you should finish that so I can throw it in my future universe. Okay. All right. Um. What else? Any other news? I think that's all the things I was gonna hit. You got anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> do i ever i'm gonna do a, a little once over on my news app i changed my news app to ground news or groundbreaking ground news no i still have smart news ground news is mostly political though is 100 percent political it's kind I- of a cool thing where it like it takes a story a thing that happened mm-hmm. like bunches all of the news articles together and then tells you like what percentage of left and right and center is like reporting on it it's mm-hmm. really interesting to see like ah this thing happened only liberals are, d- are reporting on it. I'm like, oof. And then, like, same thing with, like, Republicans. Yep. Like, only Republicans are reporting on it. And you're like, yep, that's, uh, that tracks. Don't like that, but also it's comic books, so I really don't trust it. Uh, Marvel rumored to be considering Daredevil reboot with Netflix act. Oh, wait, no. Oh! No, I like that. <laughs> I, I misread it, like, with different actors, like, replacing Netflix actors. Um, there's also a comment by Kevin Feige about like the Netflix stuff. And he's like, yeah, like those exist in this universe. Like he confirmed in an interview or panel. He's like, they exist in this universe because they see the effects of the things that happen in the features. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, so in that context, they do exist in this universe. And it's like, so you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want. Give me Matt Murdock in Far From Home. I mean, No Way Home. Yeah. Boy, it's going to be really hard to keep those three straight. Yeah. That was so rude to keep the home thing. Yeah. Also, it's so gimmicky. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I appreciate it, but. All right. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. Shall we? We shall. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find this podcast on itunes podbean iHeartRadio, and spotify and other places as well um we are sort of nominally on social media at this point uh literally yeah not at all we are completely silent they exist yep so feel free to go follow us and look at all the things we did in the past yep look at my cool graphics got a lot of compliments on the uh the, gra- the announcement graphics about us pulling back a lot of people actually like told me like they actually look pretty. You never watched. You never saw them. I saw them. You saw them? Yeah. Oh, okay. I flipped through. Huh? I like them. I liked your Dune one much better. Oh yeah, me too. I spent way more time on these though because I had to like create this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a lot yeah. of planning. Uh, that's at Just Us Losers Pod at Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook. We have a Gmail, Just Us Losers Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, yeah. 
we'll be doing some more just low key, you know, talking about the news and stuff for a while here. Yeah. Uh, wheels are starting to turn on more content related things that we'll be talking about uh, in the future. Yep. Uh, we'll keep you updated as things happen. So, you know, like and follow that social media. We'll make our own news for news episodes. Oh, snap. Ah! Um, yeah. So next week we're going to talk about some stuff we've been up to. Uh, we don't have any burning reviews, but hopefully in a couple weeks here we'll have, well, let's, let's see. Today's that, which means that comes out then in four weeks that comes out then three weeks. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So for the next one, we will probably maybe have seen venom and no time to die. Possibly. Maybe. Um, I'm definitely planning to see no time to die. Apparently it's pretty good. Um, maybe I'll get around to Venom, and then it's Dune. Then it's Dune. It's Dune. It's Dune. It's Dune. It's Dune. Are Dune tickets on sale yet? I don't know. Are No Time to Die tickets on sale? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's uh, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.